Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to Text Message, the UK-focused technology podcast with me, Nate Langson. And me, your pal, Ian Morris. He is my pal. He's one of my dearest of all pals. I'm not your pal, buddy. I'm not your buddy, friend. <laughs> oh, I uh, did, classic. Uh, I did. I did get. Uh, I did get a giggle out of the most recent South Park. They're they're, they're in a, a bitter legal argument at the moment. Well, what else is new? But <laughs> <laughs> well, they 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 sold the rights of it to HBO, uh, uh, but but Paramount Plus then started making movies. Uh, which aren't part of the deal, and HBO is very angry. There's a whole lawsuit. Oh, that's not what I was referring to. I was referring to referring that to? they massively poked fun at um, Harry and Meghan. I haven't. I haven't. I don't episode. keep up with it, but I do enjoy it when I see it. Um, I mean, it's one of the. If you if you like Harry and Meghan, don't do. watch that episode. Uh, well, if you if I mean, you I don't can like still... them. Give it a give it a miss. I can still take a joke, but I do like Harry I, and Meghan as it goes. I, I get the impression that that they did not find it very funny. <laughs> but they sort of well, oh, them. Well, why would they? It's about them. I mean, yeah. South Park does do a pretty good job of uh, mocking everyone. Exactly, is my opinion too. They could mock me uh, because I enjoy how they mock everyone else. Anyway, <laughs> um, we're going to start by talking about Signal because Ars Technica wrote this week that the uh, the non profit which is sort of in charge of the Signal app, uh, the messaging app Signal, is prepared, not preparing, but prepared to exit the UK if mm. um, if if our government moves forward and requires encrypted communications to have uh, essentially backdoors or some form of weakening of the encryption um, as a, a way of ensuring that messages are free of material that may be harmful to children. This is, I'm afraid to say... And I apologise in advance. We have to at least reference the online safety bill. Something, oh no! <laughs> it, I know it's it's something of a cold sore of good intentions left over by the government's face, uh, thanks to years of being kissed by Boris Johnson. Um, anyway, it's still working its way through Parliament. Uh, it essentially means that pretty much any company that lets uh, the public create and share stuff between themselves uh, also has to be able to block. Uh, child sexual abuse material and they have to make sure that grown-up content also that's legal that is can't also be accessed by kids and that's the good intentions bit you know there'll be no one that that disagrees with that certainly not Mm. on this show anyway Uh, but the cold sore bit that I was um, referred to is the is the process of doing this because apps like signal are end-to-end encrypted we know that it's not possible for them to see the content of messages being sent across it and therefore they can't detect or block anything whether that's legal stuff or illegal stuff and thus um if they moved forward with, the, with this bill and there were no changes to signal then signal would theoretically in principle as we currently understand it be in breach of a future law if it ever materializes there's a quote here that uh, the ceo of signal meredith uh, whitaker gave to Ars technica uh we would absolutely exit any country if the choice were between remaining in the country and undermining the strict privacy promises that we make to the people who rely on us. The UK is no exception. End quote. 
Mm. Now, we could go down a rabbit hole here and talk about the online safety bill. We won't uh, because we've done it before and it's largely tedious and it keeps getting delayed and changed. And we'll do it when it actually becomes, you know, a formal proposal again or something. But instead, I'm interested in, in how you think it would actually even be possible for signal to even leave the uk i mean presumably they just pull out of the app store here but that's not always enough well they 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 could also take away the uk number authorization uh so it would be impossible to sign up oh with a uk number so it could actually work from their perspective like we could be uh looking at a complete loss of it because it's still tied to a phone number isn't it it, I believe. Yeah. I don't think there's any other option. It's not like Telegram, where you can sign up with like an email address. I mean, we we wouldn't use Telegram because it's not secure. But no. um, <clears throat> yeah, it's it's. I think it's a real threat, and I think it's a, a legitimate one. And, and WhatsApp, to their credit, for a company owned by Meta, has been as robust about it. Uh, you know, they they have, they've said that um, that they would not tolerate any attempts to undermine safety and encryption um so i could see it happening i really could and i think it would be a terrible shame if it was the uk i mean we're starting to make ourselves look a bit stupid over this really because as you said the way the trick that they use with it is always to say but think of the children um we all know the uh simpsons thing won't <laughs> somebody please think of the children <laughs> yeah it's uh, is that mrs miss jenkins back uh there for oh, a no, cameo it wasn't here again sorry <laughs> Um, so yeah, so you know, by by saying this is about children's safety, they can't. They sort of shut down any sort of argument about it, which is a fundamentally dishonest way to go about having a decent conversation about encryption. Um, so I, you know, I I, I'm, I find myself once again furious, but but absolutely completely running out of energy with which to talk about it because we've had this conversation over and over again, and the fact is that the. The government needs encryption to be secure as much as anyone. We all know that they have their own conversations on these apps that they would be loath to make public, um, and we all deserve the right to encryption. And I'm, and, you know, and I accept that that comes with some downsides, um, but we have to find another way around it. We can't just suddenly decide that we're not going to support encryption without backdoor because it will just let any old person in theoretically i so, mean nothing's secure right let's let's move forwards because it's interesting you point out meta's stance and mm. if i take what meta says about whatsapp at its as, as its word which i i generally don't but let's for argument's sake say that um they would never weaken that en- encryption they would never they would never do it yeah. then how could whatsapp stay in the uk any more easily than signal no they couldn't and in which case really they're gonna pull whatsapp from the uk like i mean the government uses whatsapp for one thing so nothing nothing hurts more than when a decision you make affects yourselves you know that's one of the problems with government um and not just our government any government you can't be as in touch with all people um as well as people who rep- who look like or seem like you. So you would have a difficult time trying to pass this if WhatsApp as well as Signal and everyone else is going to say we're going to leave. Um, and so maybe we kind of need them all to say we're going to leave. Yeah, to- I, I, think, I think that will help. <clears throat> um, but, uh, I mean... <sighs> it, the UK is just not a big enough market. It's not gonna. It's not going to hurt facebook's meta's numbers or signals numbers significantly it's 60 million people 
it, you know, it, it's it's it, it, we can't keep thinking of ourselves like this sort of, you know, superpower. We just simply don't have the numbers to back it up. And I think if if the government, it would it, be good for Signal because if the American government started saying things like this, um, they'd have a real problem. But if the British government says it and acts on it, and they pull out, and these messaging apps pull out of the UK, it will send a quite clear message to people that actually they're not prepared to compromise on security, and actually we're going to have to just manage with something that isn't secure. But you know, it will it will also create an opportunity for a new player because if if the likes of WhatsApp, or someone and, that doesn't care, yeah, sure, then you then you get you get something you get something else, and we have that something else. It's called SMS. You know. Yes, although that's woefully insecure. But you know, that's I my mean, point. That's my point is that there, there is an alternative that if you don't care about security, yes, or functionality for that matter. You know, yeah. it's not it's not just about security. Security isn't the reason that WhatsApp became huge. It's the convenience, the the fluidity of the inf- interface, the um, the way it's built. It, it, I, mean, I you know, I'm not one to say nice things about Meta products, but you. I, and I know you don't use it, but I would have I would struggle to say anything bad about WhatsApp. No, I, it is functionally excellent. When I left um, WhatsApp, it wasn't to do with the app being no, bad. No, no, of the course. app is is absolutely brilliant. I've never had a problem with the functionality. Yeah, it's the principles behind. It's the principle. That, yeah, it's, that, it's it's the principle of Meta being a, an absolute shambles and getting worse because they're also saying that they're now going to move their data for the UK outside of the eu they're taking well, it to back to america well so, I, be- I believe the effect is it's 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 the agreement that covers the data not necessarily the data right. itself well it's sure but because we it, are not subject to gdpr anymore except which we means, are because it, it, it was it not word for word moved into uk law but it's not gdpr and we have our own we have our own we have our own spin on things and we conform to it but but, but it's the but, same but we're it? not I don't believe it's exactly the same. Okay. I think I think elements. I'm not going to read it. Are are different. Uh, or, or, or more specifically, I'm not going to read it and compare it to the EU's GDPR law. But anyway, but that's a sort of beside the point. I I yeah. do believe it could happen. I do believe that they would pull out, and I think we would deserve it. And I think perhaps the sort of psychopathic part of me wants them to do it so that we can see what this sort of stupidity results in i don't because i've seen that play out before and it ends up not being very fun but (laughs) but but i but i also i would push back on the argument that the uk is too small to have any impact because if you look at the problems and this is verging slightly into bloomberg territory uh but if you look at the problem that microsoft is having getting the at the activision blizzard deal through um a big part of that issue is that the is the uk regulator like we're, yep. we're we're not currently allowing it and it's one of the last stumbling blocks the company has to get over in order for that I, deal to go through t- so, i'll tell you what i had an absolute riot of a time on reddit talking you know reading the arguments because people so quickly fall into line behind corporations it makes me laugh um and i think the in actual fact i think the uk's stance on that takeover is quite reasonable because they're not saying that microsoft can't own another game studio they're saying that microsoft owns too much of the cloud gaming environment uh, and that this move would take them to something like 70 percent ownership or something now that's not microsoft's fault entirely the fact that sony hasn't been able to get its uh gear together and do a decent cloud platform isn't anyone's fault but sony's but at the same time i totally take the point and um and i think that's an example of using the power 
for good. That said, the um, the Federal Trade Commission in the US is also still suing Microsoft over this. So it isn't by any stretch of the imagination just a British thing. It is still something that's being talked about in America as being a problem as well. Uh, I'm sure they will get it. They've already put publicly said they've signed up for 10 years with Nintendo to provide Call of Duty to those yeah. people who think that's entertaining somehow. They did um, say they did say and as they well. said the same to Sony. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. But that's not really the point. And and that's and that's also my point is that that's not what that's not what they're trying to say. They're trying the government is saying actually your cloud gaming strategy is a problem for us. Um, so anyway, but is, by but the by, but I don't think I don't think it would. You're right. I don't think Microsoft would damage it, risk damaging its sales of Xbox in the UK because I suspect it is quite a big market. But it does pale into insignificance when compared to both the EU and America. It does, but but the point is 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 about the UK's ability to force change, yes. and I don't think it is accurate to say that the UK as a market is purely also based on population size because that's not the best measure you know we are better off looking at gdp and exports and where the talent comes from and so on and so forth and that's not to say that we're um we're 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 massive but i think that there is a lot to be said for just the number of employees and jobs and other technologies that rely on uh these sorts of companies having an investment here and if they just decide you know what you're doing something so reprehensibly awful that we're not even going to bother being here that's that's difficult Um, so what is the percentage chance do you reckon that let's say the government did pass this law as it stands now what do you think the percentage chances of uh whatsapp and signal doing what they've said and pulling out i well firstly i don't think I, i just don't think the law will pass no, I, I don't. I, I just don't think it would because if if it was going to, it would have done so already. The objection, it's a shambles of a law. The whole thing is a disgrace. It's it's it, think what you want about it, but it it's very clear that it won't do what they want it to do. No, and you can technically pass laws in days. You know, um, most aren't. Most take a very long time, but it yeah. is technically possible. This is something that is. It's now this weird chimera of a of a thing that's passed through multiple leaders and it's it's it almost it kind of needs scrapping and restarting and the problem is always it needs to be more than one law for one thing it needs to be it's too broad in what it's trying to achieve we need to take it we need to say you know break it down to you know what are we going to do about the problem of um child exploitation and that you know and do that as one thing and say right you know what what do we want to do with encryption well we can't stop it so let's not pretend we can and you know what are the rules that we can make that will make sure that it's impossible for people or more difficult for people to share that kind of content um i don't have any answers i'm not saying that they're not trying hard to come up with a really good solution because i don't think it's malicious i just think it's slightly technologically ignorant and i'm but i'm also sure they've got techies working with them so i don't really know how it's got this far well i think think, there's this much of a mess but i think that is part of the problem they've got techies working for them and that's that's how it got this far in not having made it into uh (laughs) being uh, an actual law because there are people who are saying this is not going to work look at these examples so it goes back and forth and back and forth and amendments made and arguments for and against and it's it's difficult and it's a it's not even a battle of wills so much as it is just fundamentally flawed from the ground up and 
it's difficult but we'll see i think signal threatening it isn't going to change anything but if signal no, threatening but, it and is, whatsapp do yeah if if signal threatening it, it acts as something of a beacon because this is something that they all share from a competitive standpoint uh, enemy of my enemy being my friend signal and the like and apple's iMessage or get yep. again end-to-end encrypted and apple's had its own attempt at trying to do something to combat csam on phones by yeah moving which it to- was a good effort really actually when you think about it and was universally hated but in my opinion it's a, I mean, I get why people are upset about it, but that's the kind of solution I'm talking about. The kind of thing where someone has come up with a way of handling that without reducing people's right to encryption. Um, and there was widespread disdain. But I get that as well, because yeah. who wants their phone scanning all their photos and comparing them with the database? It, 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 Yeah. But what do you do? Anyway. Well, waffle, if you waffle. are someone that likes having their phone scanned and and compared to a database, then let us know why. Uh, what's the matter with you? Let us know. <laughs> <laughs> Hello at UKTechShow.com. Any suggestions on how this could move forward would be interesting. Do you think Signal's just bluffing? Who knows? Maybe you do. Let us know. I really let us know, me. England and Scotland and Tell Wales us. and the rest <laughs> of the world and Ireland, Northern and Republic. Basically anyone. <laughs> Robots will do 39% of our domestic chores by 2033, say experts. Um, <laughs> today, I'm bringing you an article I don't really agree with about robots taking over 39% of domestic chores. Um, that's something that we've been promised for some time, actually, uh, from clunky and hilarious automatons of the 60s and 70s through to modern robot vacuum cleaners uh, that are great for Nate's single floor home, but absolutely atrocious for my stupid three floors. Um, experts from the Japan and the UK were asked if they thought robots could take over duties in the home, and s- uh, 65 of them uh, were polled in total, with a mix of opinions, as you could expect. But they did say that they thought that technology could help 60 cut that's cuts by 60% the time we spend grocery shopping, uh, apparently, although it's yeah. not entirely clear why or how. Um, other chores included walking the dog, which isn't a chore, or taking the kids to school, which also isn't a chore, and I would never trust a robot to do it. Uh, so, I, Nate, I think what I wanted to ask you about was what other jobs that you would like a robot to do, and do you think there's any chance of that happening by 2033? Well, I definitely wouldn't let any uh, machine <laughs> walk my dog, because I yes. barely let any humans walk it even professional dog walkers yes. uh, I, I suggested this as recently as last night because i have to go overseas filming for a few weeks and we were talking about potential ways of covering that doesn't entirely rely on my mother-in-law um who is an absolute <laughs> godsend for helping in this instance um and um and even a professional dog walker we're not completely confident with i've seen dogs walked by drones before and i think that can be quite an interesting approach to it but i honestly believe that my dog would rip a drone out of the sky um, <laughs> i think i agree knowing your dog yeah. your dog's virtually ripped me out of the sky i mean he's not the sky no he's, he, he's, he's, he's certainly really ripped off my nose he's a powerful force of nature he's an um, adorable little fella he's very excited by me for some reason perhaps because 
I was the what the third person to meet him. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, there's a, <laughs> there's a lot of you to lick. You see, I, I there mean, is a lot of you to lick. <laughs> sorry, yeah. I came out wrong. No, no, I no. Mean, it, I don't mean because of, of your size. I just mean that, <laughs> I just mean that you have a lot of hair and a beard, and yeah. there's just lots of different bits of you. Whereas some people are boring and shave and have a haircut, and so <laughs> this is just not even any better, is it? I'm trying. <laughs> My point wasn't and some to people ins- are clean and they don't smell. Yeah, my, yeah, my point yeah. wasn't to insult. I think you know what I what I, what I mean. Yeah, I like, do, of course, though. What you mean? You're and, an adventure you know, for the nose and the mouth. I um, am that. I am that for, for a dog. Anyway, uh, moving on. Sorry about that. Uh, <laughs> I think it's you. You mentioned the '60s and '70s. I, I mean, yeah. I, as you know, I'm doing this TV show. Not to plug it again, but get used to it. Because I'm going to plug it a lot over the next few months. Um, and um, we'd expect any different. To be fair. <laughs> You've got, you've got to promote your own work for crying out loud. Um, and so one of the things I've been doing is is looking back at a lot of the predictions and expectations of futurists and computer scientists and things because computer vision uh, and and so forth goes back to this not, you know goes back to the 1960s. And some of the suggestions, I mean, firstly, any they don't talk about it back then as taking over jobs for people. They specifically talk about. Uh, taking over job jobs for the woman of the house. It is entirely like don't you know? Don't worry, women. Uh, the, the the robot will do your household chores now, um, and men can come home, and you will have done something different to support the man. Um, fortunately, we've moved we've moved past that, but I don't think we've moved much further um, in terms of like having humanoid like robots walking up and down our stairs, taking our kids to work. Um, we've got robot vacuum cleaners that you know threaten a poo apocalypse every time it collides with a dog turd yeah um, i've heard that's a thing yeah it is i'm not sure where so. but i heard it as recently as this week somewhere but uh, anyway it happens i mean if a dog does a poo and a robot vacuum cleaner tries to clean it up it's not gonna go well no i mean the shit hits the fan sort of but basically yeah um so but it's but it's the subtleties and it's and it's this is the thing it's also how do you define a robot because when we've been wow. putting this program together, I've been quite insistent that we keep robots largely out of the conversation when talking <laughs> about AI, because yes. they are complementary things, but they are radically different things. And when we when we think about robots, we often the first thought is you know a mechanical thing on legs or wheels in some form that trundles around and and resembles us. Whereas actually, I think of robots more like you know some sort of automated blender or vacuum cleaner or or something like that and in that yeah. sense and if you think of it like that i can see 2033 as being you know helped more like that but i think we have to change our definition of what we expect a robot to be rather than you know, i think you know what, what i'm saying rather well, than what well we i do and, think and let me do. let me read you something that was in in the story um this is dr kate devlin uh, an ai um and society reader at King's College London, uh, wasn't involved in the study, but said that um, it's difficult and expensive to make a robot that can do multiple general tasks. Instead, it's easier and more useful to create assistive technology that helps rather than replaces, she said. Yes. Uh, Which I think is absolutely spot on, because I think, and I'm reminded um, of something I thought about a great many years ago, uh, when I was sort of doing some file management on my computer. I thought, why do we not have computers that can see when you're doing 
a repetitive task and offer you automation to complete it. So, you know, say, let's say you're, um, you're doing the same thing over and over. So you've got a, a bunch of folders and they've all got, um, let's say, TV episodes in and you're um, moving them into a, a bit another folder somewhere else with the same name, but you're putting them all together or something. And there's a pattern and an AI could spot that pattern and go, hey, it looks like you're, you know, Clippy pops up and goes, hey, it looks like you're putting a bunch of files on a different drive in a more organized fashion can i help you finish that and it's i think it's those things that will that could be dramatic you know i'm thinking about um people at work who have to do repetitive tasks in excel you know like tracking sales figures or something like that you know ai could be a huge you know you tell it what you want it to do um and i've i've done you know we've all used chat gpt and i've done some of that you know i've i've said rather than looking up how what say 380,000 kilometers is in you know in uh stacked up buses or something like that i could ask ai to do that for me which is a a time-saving thing so i think you know the idea of a robot stamping around the house is a nice one but probably not practical at least even just from a financial point of view yes i i I agree which i think is the biggest problem really it's it's you know i think there are robots that already exist that could probably be trained to do ironing um and put washing in the machine and cook you dinner like i think that those boston dynamics robots could probably do that job um you know you'd probably have to have someone come over and program it for your house and stuff like that but the cost is just not realistic for most people i think you're absolutely right and there are trickle down economics involved but by 2033 uh, uh, will they have trickled down to the point that the average person in the street can afford the equivalent of a boston dynamics dog to walk the dog no also i wouldn't (laughs) trust that dog dog. to walk the dog no i I wouldn't trust that dog to walk the dog it would crush bruce yeah that's true that would be disheartening it would be greatly disheartening and that, and that i think that is part of the point as well like you you know you're talking about like you're asking people to trust things and we're not even talking about the idea of ai going insane and taking over the world um you know we're t- we're talking about um a, a machine that is extraordinarily powerful but doesn't necessarily um act like it and you know the damage that that could do just by accident um or by you doing something stupid you know that these are not simple problems to overcome um but again you know there are i can think of plenty of things that i would like to be smarter and ai may well be a gateway for that for example um could my oven recognize the kind of sausages i've put in and cook them perfectly for me and you know could it help me set up a whole menu and sort of remind me of things you know these are all things that are perfectly doable and certainly could be time savers and i suspect that could help with the shopping as well you know oh you've run out of sausages ian you don't want to run out of sausages i've ordered you more sausages ian can i just ask are you hungry yes. right now uh, no no i but i did have sausages for lunch did you <laughs> yes oh. in case that wasn't i've got sausages on the brain my friend apparently well that's not where you want them no you want them in your tummy really yeah you do yeah you do what what what, uh, what brand of, of side do you go for i think they were just waitrose sausages today but they were wrapped in bacon oh i've been nice. a very naughty boy is what i'm trying to say you have naughty Ian. well did this just get slightly homoerotic i'm not sure <laughs> we're talking about sausages and naughtiness and being I guess. a naughty little naughty boy yeah it's well, difficult to resist really isn't it it, it we're, we're still doing it aren't we let's move on um i am interested in garden robots because gardening is something of a challenge for people short of time 
to to stay on top of. I'm thinking possibly of my wife because she adores the garden. <laughs> And yes. sometimes the sheer volume of work that needs doing in it is off-putting, even though do it, the doing of it is actually very enjoyable. And I think when you, we look at things like sprinklers and hose pipes and garden lawnmowers and de-weeding, yeah. like, there's an awful lot where you, you don't need it to be quite as um, finessed in its execution as in... You don't, you know, if you have a robot in the house, there's every chance it'll knock something very expensive over. In the garden, yes, it might cut down one of your buddliers or it might run over a rhododendron or something. But you'd like to think that the worst it could do is, is kill something that, in the grand scheme of things, is less important than, you know, has it let your dog run in front of a car, which I honestly believe a robot would allow Bruce to do because mm. sometimes we almost allow him to do it. Um, well, if you think about it as well, like <clears throat> if a robot has to make a decision, like is it going to cause more damage to people if it uh, walks in front of a car and that car has an accident and the people in the car die? Um, and is that offset against the life of a dog? Um, I mean, unfortunately, the answer is going to be you have to pre- preserve human life, whereas a person you know might make different decisions that prevent anyone from dying yeah exactly it's the moral dilemma again but it's not going to happen in my garden fortunately my garden pose, no. poses very little risk to, to, to human or animal life um, and you know you can already get like ai sprinklers that uh, measure the water level in the soil and come on when they need to rather than just coming on automatically at four o'clock every day or whatever but even but even then i'd still argue that the role of detecting moisture isn't that essential because gardening and agriculture in general is a lot of its guesswork and a lot of its just instinct almost from years of practice and you could probably just say well it's really warm out so probably put the sprinkler on or it's been dry for a bit so put some sprinklers on or it's been raining don't bother like you don't need to test the soil for the exact level of moisture in order to make that decision and that would bring the cost down and as you say, these things do kind of exist, but but I like the idea of robots in a garden. I think it's I honestly think garden tech is vastly under promoted and probably under researched, mainly because we don't have as many gardens as we do front rooms, but still I think it's it's an exciting area. And there are mm. some good robot um uh like robot what do they call them? Lawnmowers. I've seen them out in parks as well. One in Edinburgh in particular that there's a very steep hill of grass and I um I've seen robot uh, robot lawnmowers going up and down that and I'm like that's 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 good that's useful that's that's yes. exactly what it should be doing. Really John um, in in the chat mentioned the Apple TV series uh, Hello Tomorrow, which I've been watching. It's um it's it's something called retrofuturism. So it's basically tech from the sixties, you know, oh, the sixties aesthetics exactly. Um, and it's you know hovering bartenders and uh, automated uh, robot deliveries and stuff like that. And obviously there are consequences to that. Uh, but it's a good show. People should watch it. It's uh, it's fun. It's not necessarily what you think it's going to be, but it is a nice show. I, I'm I'm interested in that actually. I it's a good reminder to to watch it. Is it is the whole series out or is it just not is it yet? We, no, is it weekly one, the, is it? Yes, only the oh. first four have been out so far. I do like the fact that Apple seems to do like three initially, or at least yeah. it has done with that. So you don't have to sort of wait weeks and weeks. I mean, it, it's very frustrating. 
Um, I get the need for it, but uh, also it seems to have sort of flown a bit under the radar. This show, I don't, I don't feel like it's been as hyped as others. I think that's been the case for a few Apple originals. Like there are some that are really they've been so to me. They they feel like they've been sleeper hits. I mean, Severance yeah. was a, was a bit of a break was a bit of a yeah. breakout, not like Ted Lasso, but um, but also was, uh, um, what was the one I watched? It was one of my favourites. Um, uh, uh, the for all mankind. No, although I did enjoy that. Um, yes, no, it was very good. The one about the alien invasion. Oh, was it called Invasion by any chance? I can't oh, it was. What... Yeah. <laughs> very good. I, I haven't loved... seen that. You recommend, you recommend that, do you? It is a slow burn, oh, but okay. it is very nicely done. And I have well, watched... at least it's all already out, so I can work my way through it at whatever pace I want. I would, yeah, and I, and I would. It's also, and, and, and this is true of a lot of the Apple ones, beautifully shot, like... It's one of those where, you know, good cinematography, you the average person doesn't notice. Like good soundtracks, you, you forget how, you don't notice how effective they're being because they're so effective. Whereas yeah. when it gets so good, it's impossible not to notice how beautiful it is. And this would be an example of a show like that. Yeah, I've got to say, I mean, I, I, I've spoken about this before, but Apple TV, it it doesn't have quite the volume of stuff that you might want from a streaming service. Like, it's never going to be your only service, but the stuff they produce is so consistently brilliant. Like, even if you don't like it, you can still look at it and go, that's actually a work of art. Um, you know, there's just it's just extremely well-made content. I love it. Yeah. Well... I think we've exhausted this topic for this week at least. Um, but let us know any thoughts you have. What would you have a robot do? Would you trust it with your dog? Um, would you let it take uh, your child to school? Problem would you is, allow it to replace your favourite podcasters? Well, we've tried that and it didn't really... <laughs> I, I think the answer was probably not. There yes. was some love for Miss Jenkins, but far less for... Um, More about the performance, I feel. Exactly. We didn't need the AI for that. So who knows um, but if, if we have robots taking our kids to school then we wouldn't get shows like Motherland which is great uh, wasn't expecting to end talking about BBC I, comedy I, uh, but. well I did also expect you to hit a, hit a interstitial there so do you want to play some sort of wav yes nicely done nicely yeah. done yes I did want to play it well also uh, it was uh, interstitial two dot wav. I didn't have the confidence to pick an interstitial, but I, I was going to say four, but I suspect that's wrong. It's well, easy it to work wrong. out by based on how many I've played so far because I usually start at the first one. Ah, okay, mm. fair enough. Yeah. Anyway, I'd like to take this moment not just to thank Ian's uh, brilliant prompting of the interstitials there, but also patrons who support us directly. They're getting extra message. They're getting the live show. They are getting the back catalogue. They're getting all the stuff. And it's really, really good. So if you'd, <laughs> if you'd like to get one of those uh, fe- those perks or indeed all of them, go to patreon.com forward slash UK tech. Uh, and if you are one of those wonderful people, you're about to hear this week's third discussion story all about what happens when quite complex smart home setups go really quite wrong. got a nice email from dan b uh, dan bambridge who said hi gents enjoyed the chat about broadband this week oh, it's a bloody good job because we talk about broadband all the time um as, as a lover of 
As a lover of tech, but not of paying new tech prices, I finally took the plunge and have been upgrading this year. I've gone from an iPhone 8 to a 14 Pro, an iPad Air, the original, to an iPad M2 uh, 12.9-inch Pro, and from an Xbox One to an Xbox Series X. As well as this, I've upgraded the internet from 200 megabits per second with Virgin to U-Fibers 1 gigabit per second. In only a few short months, I think I'm already taking for granted how quick and accessible everything is now and can't imagine how I coped before. So far, U-Fiber has been faultless. Uh, after signing a two-year contract with Virgin for £55 a month, uh, because I didn't think U-Fiber would be here when they were saying they would be, six months later, a sales rep turned up at the door saying we could now get it. They offered one gigabit for £30 a month on a three-year contract with two mesh hubs, and they gave us two years free to cover the duration of the Virgin contract. Um, that's pretty amazing, actually. It's a shame we have to continue to pay for a Virgin box that's unplugged and for emergency use only. In terms of speed, it definitely lives up to my needs and expectations, with the same up and down speeds of around 600 on Wi-Fi and 800 plus on wired. For my phone, in Coventry on 5G, I've been getting consistent speeds of over 800 megabits per second down. That's amazing. That's that's higher than I've ever got on mine. Uh, and 75 up on three. So that's that supports the conversation we had last week, in that three, actually, yeah. in some cities, is absolutely lightning fast. Um I'm not a power user of any kind of these speeds. Um, they just keep me happy. So that's pretty good. And he sent a couple of screenshots of his speed and can confirm yeah. uh, 811 down on one day and 825 meg Absolutely down. Absolutely nuts. Ah, incredible. Brilliant. <laughs> Makes me wonder why you bothered taking out a contract with U-Fiber. You should have just stuck your phone on a roof and uh, Oh, no. And used no, no, that. no, no, no. No, no, I, I disagree. Um, mm. You know, fiber, important. 5G, not as reliable. But good email annoyed me slightly because I still don't have any alternatives to Virgin. But ultimately, I'm happy for my fellow humans and uh, thrilled for listeners of this show that their broadband situation is improving. Yeah. John in, in live chat says, if a broadband supplier can give away their service for free for two years, why are we paying for broadband at all? Uh, good question. Al says, I, I, I was I was very annoyed about like, giving away of the broadband as well. I was like, why does this stuff never happen to me? <laughs> um, Al in live chat as well says, I upped BT from 500 meg to 900 meg last week because it was only going to cost one pound more per month. Um, amazing. I, on the other hand, have just had an email from GigaClear saying that my minimum term is about to come to an end. And so the 49 pounds a month I have been paying uh, will now go to... Uh, let me just check, make sure I'm not uh, slandering them awfully. Uh, uh, my choice is now to move to £81 a month. So uh, I won't be what? renewing with GigaClear unless that price comes back down to £49 a month. So goodness only knows what's going to happen in, uh, in in a couple of months when my contract expires. I, I'm going to call them this week and too. find out. Because, yeah, I, I ain't. Eight, I am not paying 40, 81 pounds a month for my uh, for my fiber. O2 are putting the prices up by thirteen point four percent. Oh, hold on. Uh, will rise by thirteen point four RPI plus yeah three point nine percent. I had the same for um from EE for me. They want to be getting themselves in the bin. Is my take on that. I've I've got three uh, contracts with EE. One for my watch. One for my iPad. One for my phone. And they're all going to go up by that apparently so i'll be cancelling at least one of them probably two of them yeah cancel the watch mate 
I thought I, I think I will cancel the watch, and I because think... I, I was thinking about this the other day and thinking it would be nice to have, but I'm, I don't think it's worth paying extra for. Like put it on my data tariff as an extra device. Come on, stop being mean. Yeah, I agree. I think I think I, I think the time has come to 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 cancel the two and just use the tethering on the phone. Mm-hmm. It's it's very convenient, but at this point, the cost is just getting ridiculous. Yeah, it's a waste of money. Um, well, what uh, contracts are you going to cancel, uh, people? Uh, let us know, as uh, as everyone we've just read out comments from has done. Um, I'll tell you someone else we've heard from this week. His name's Tom Merritt. He does Daily Tech News Show. It's very, very good. Um, here is what I learned about from Tom that you can learn about from Tom this week. This week on Daily Tech News Show, why young folks prefer iPhones. It, it appears they do, but why? Also, Tim Stevens tells us about getting to drive the world's fastest electric vehicle. Spotify and YouTube Music offer different ways to make a radio station just for you. And the U.S. Copyright Office decides art made by Midjourney doesn't qualify for copyright. Let the AI art wars begin. All that and much more at DailyTechNewsShow.com. Great conversation about, about uh, Midjourney. Very much enjoyed yes. that on 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 a on a very sleepy train journey at the end of this week. Delightful, really was. Um, thanks everybody for listening. I'd love you all to leave us a review if you haven't or haven't recently, um, because it really helps people discover the show. And I haven't checked. I keep I keep thinking, forgetting. To I do have. It. I should. We've had do. some. Oh, have we've, you? we've had some nice ones. One person actually said that they discovered us via Daily Tech News Show in their review and described us as a gem of a podcast <laughs> um I'm, I'm going off memory so i can't remember the name of the person but uh, but thank you very much to whoever wrote that i've uh, i got i've got it here nate uh it's uh, it's the title is best uk tech podcast um from jimanka i think that's how you pronounce it uh discover this gem of a podcast from dtns if you're looking for uk focused tech po- tech podcast with some great bands and music you've come to the right place i love that person thank you Yes, thank you very much. It's lovely. I've pressed outro.wav, Ian. Oh. Well, I guess that means it's time for me to wind up the show. <laughs>